Welcome to Shrimp Cocktail, a dish best served cold. A place where the shrimps discuss our lives, the real housewives, and whether or not Becky should be allowed to use knives. What up, Crustacean Nation? It's your boy, Pita. And it's your girl, Bryn. <laughs> and welcome to Bryn Podcast. Where we play chess and give hand jobs. Oh my god, she was so into giving hand jobs this episode. I wish they had expanded on that more. I'm just uh, put it out there. Like they edited out, I'm sure, like more context. I wanna know. I'll have to write a fan fiction. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a gap <laughs> that needs to be filled. So I just watched an interview with Bethany Frankel on ET. Did you see that one? No. Oh, just her like talking about the whole unionizing thing for reality stars. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, she's leading the way with this. Yeah, because she's saying it's not up to people who are going into reality TV, but it's up to people who already have been in reality TV because they are the ones who've like experienced and they have like, yeah. the connections and like they're the ones who are able to like draw the line because they've like made their coin. But she was saying how. It's crazy how, like, even Raquel, like, during, like, the height of all the drama, like, doesn't get paid, like, a single cent more for, even though she's, like, the number one talked about person in America, as well as, like, she went to freaking, like, mental facility, and they're not, like, going to cover any of that and, like, or claim, like, responsibility for that. It's crazy. Does that exist in, like, a traditional, like, performance union i don't know like you sign these contracts you have a pay and stuff and like i don't know how you navigate these things because reality tv it's really like touch and go like whether something becomes insanely popular like the last season of vanderpump and that no one was expecting it to be Hmm. like that like now i think they're nominated for it like an emmy 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 or something (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know if Raquel saw, I, I doubt she saw any more money from production, but like, that's maybe why contracts exist season to season. Yeah, it's you just know? crazy how, yeah, they don't really get residuals. And but at the same time, right, during no like, one gets residuals anymore. Yeah, exactly. But during like a crisis, like someone dying, they'll replay those episodes and like definitely take advantage of it, of like that. And also moment. if they're replaying clips, because I know that like with reality TV that you're not paid a base sum, you are paid the amount of screen time you have per season or per episode, I mean. And so if you end up being like a key figure in the plot of the entire season and that they're always using clips of you from episode one, episode five. Yeah. Your strategy is just to like photo bomb like every take. <laughs> like, hey, that's what's going that's on why, over here. No, but like, I really do think that's like why with Housewives, they include themselves in drama that has nothing to do with them because that is um, a way to literally get paid. Interesting. Um, I just watched the new SLC trailer. Speaking mm-hmm. of people including themselves trying to get paid, is Mary Cosby, she's not even a full-time cast member? Uh, well, unclear, right? Okay, I don't cause... know. Because she was not obviously on the last season. Was she even a full cast member last time? She really no, wasn't. She, she wasn't she even on at home. all. Yeah, I think she's probably just going to blame the Jen Shaw drama about like she didn't want to be around Jen Shaw. But it's 100% yeah. that. It's 100% that. But the reason is because she also doesn't want to get caught for her shit. I know. I, I was really expecting like in this period of time between her last season that she was on and now that there will be some sort of expose about her church 
Yeah, exactly. There yeah. hasn't been. I can't believe there hasn't been, but they're pretty. Well, I guess she's not Mormon, is she? Or is she Mormon adjacent? No, no, she's not Mormon. Uh, she is, I think, like Baptist. Yeah, because I was gonna say if it was Mormon, they could like probably have some sort of power to suppress that information. But she's kind of like in her own realm. No, she, I think her church is like a homegrown thing. Church of Mary. Yeah. But there's a new girl, Monica. Monica seems interesting. The things that like she we kind of learned about her through the trailer was that I think she rubs the women the wrong way, which is good. They need that. That she said that she would fuck um, (laughs) the husbands of Meredith and Lisa. Okay. I wasn't sure what she was saying because it was bleeped out. She's like, I will boop you boop. (laughs) And it's like, like, they bleeped out Seth's name. Yeah. It's like, fuck your dad. Like, is this Bryn? Yeah. But it was so funny, I forgot to mention the like one cameo that Mary had in the trailer was somebody farted. That's <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh Austin keeps. I love though that they like I think it was maybe the very last clip that they showed in the trailer was Heather confronting Mary and she's like, So do you really think I look inbred? And Mary's like, Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Me walking in on all the housewives drama so I can get more screen time. Um, did you just fart? <laughs> <laughs> oh, stinky. Like, woo, huge stinker. It's an inbred fart. Yeah. Oh my God. Those... You can tell your parents were cousins because of that. It's <laughs> a kissing cousin fart. <laughs> yeah, it's a cousin kisser right there. <laughs> woo, stinky. He who kissed his cousin dealt it. Shall poot the first poot. (laughs) Whitney divorce drama? I guess, yeah. I'm not shocked, though, because, like, nothing sat well with me about the fact that, like, post that, like, scat (laughs) scene that they filmed... (laughs) that um her and her husband are having marital issues like that uh, he he lost his job because they were filmed having scat (laughs) and (laughs) and then um yeah that uh she also because like she has this like weird skincare brand that i think they funneled all their money into which is also really (laughs) bad it's like do not enter enter this oh yeah this is so reckless i can't even imagine wanting to enter that world they took out a mortgage on their house to like do a rebrand and it's like girl there were like five people at your rebrand because it was like the height of covid yeah like for your wild rose i think it's what it's called like um (laughs) scat by whitney So yeah, like just things are not looking good. I kind of expected like either they have like a really solid marriage where they can go through all these adversities or they don't like a normal marriage, like all your money's gone. And now everyone's seen you like be covered in shit. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) That's definitely wouldn't be a high point in my life. Becky, Becky, wake up. All your money's gone and you're covered in shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. But you think that's that, a nightmare though. You think that Whitney would have some power though, because she's the hot one in the group, but she also seems to be like really in love with her husband. So Yeah, I know. What's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> 
Yeah, no. So I'm excited to see the unfolding of that. I want to know why there was an Easter bunny in Heather's car. Was, was so that scary? Was that the producer? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a hallucination. Bethany Frankel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bethany trying to unionize <laughs> without like Andy Cohen knowing. I wonder what Andy Cohen's take will be on the, like the potential unionization of um, reality TV that it might become like, ubiquitous in the next few years. Exactly. Um, especially like Bravo will be on the forefront of it. Like I think Bravo and TLC, TLC being probably the main culprit of really unethical practices and real abuse that have come out of their negligence, I guess, of their castings and exploiting and not, and not paying them. And but yeah, this. Bethany did mention something about Andy in the interview where she's saying that he's really good at like producing and like knowing how to be a member of the audience as well, but he doesn't really know how to be a reality star and like hasn't experienced like that being on the camera and like being like no, chewed up. He hasn't chewed up and spit out. And they do kind of leave you high and dry like 99% of the time. And so yeah. And they're in all the power. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Andy union buster cohen does <laughs> i yeah no i think this is really interesting territory that's happening do you see that grinder was trying to unionize and that like the company was doing all these really crazy union busting things yeah they're like you better show up at work you faggot <laughs> <laughs> i can say that i can say that because i have a gay friend <laughs> um i know a little bit about it like i i've been <laughs> We're going to leak I'm having gay friends. Um, We're going to leak your nudes. You don't go to work. <laughs> you just like wake up in the middle of the night like. like <laughs> 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 it's like the telltale heart, but it's like. Like <laughs> trying to figure out. That's actually like, funny. That could be like a, 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 yeah, well, a short, uh, like a TikTok short. <laughs> better not be writing a screenplay right now. <laughs> right. Because we're on strike. Bethany Claus would be a good drag name. Bethany Claus? <laughs> that. Like a Santa themed so Bethany. So good. It's like Slenderman, but like dressed in Christmas clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack Skellington. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Bethany Claus. There you go. There we go. Okay. Well, we did that. She did that. Did you see that? I had like two different people send it to me who don't know who Bethany Frankel is. That video of her eating a bucket of lobster or crab or something in a hotel room by herself. No. <laughs> it went viral on Twitter where like people who just like don't know who this woman is. She had like, it was not a ring light. It was just like the light of her front facing phone. And it was, she was in the dark eating seafood and cracking it and just like... <laughs> While talking about whatever the fuck she wants to talk about, people being like, this is crazy. And I'm like, you don't even know. It's like, Bryn, get the know. camera, honey. Mommy's eating crawfish yeah. again. <laughs> and it's kind of a ballsy move. I'm assuming she was like alone. And it's like, she has like this crazy fish allergy. Like, I don't think I would want to eat seafood alone in a hotel room. She's just like <laughs> if slowly. I, if I could die, if like fish touched it. Imagine just like on Twitter or like Instagram live, you're like going into anaphylactic shock, like slowly, like your eyes just start like puffing and like. No she would is- love that. That's oh, yeah. so Bethany coded. Uh, we're going to take a short break. And when we get back, we'll be discussing episode five, The Real Housewives of New York, Bad Apples. Mm-hmm. 
can't <laughs> not think of that song. I know. I think of that song every time now. <laughs> What's bad apples in French? Les pommes. Les pommes mauvais. Les pommes mauvais. I feel like it would be something more interesting in Spanish. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> One thing before we get started, though, it's about housewives. Did you read that article uh, I sent you in Them magazine called Earth to Housewives? Jen Alliance is a lesbian. I didn't read it. I just thought you like liked the title. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> usually that's how I roll with headlines is that I'll be like, I saw an article and it's just like the headline. But you I literally <laughs> just saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I read the actual article. It was two paragraphs, super long um, by Matthew Rodriguez. But yeah, it was just basically talking about that exact scene that we were talking about before, about when they were trying to put Jenna in a dress and how like super mm. coded and weird that was. Mm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. They're like, be more seductive, but like, okay, to whom though? And yes. And also the other castmates saying that we want her just to feel for one night, like Cinderella, exactly. like what it feels like to be a woman. And then he made this funny analogy. They put Jenna in this dress and she comes down like it's her first communion gown. <laughs> but like all the girls start like cooing and eyeing, but they're only really dressing for the wives and not for Jenna, which is weird. Mm. Like, so she can fit in with the group. Yeah. And I think like it's something that I don't know, I pick up on with the castmates and like them trying to make sense out of having a love lesbian on the cast is that like they really do look for Jenna for validation on lots of levels where they like they like the combination of Jenna's celebrity and also the fact that there's a chance Jenna's attracted to them they're like I was gonna invite you to my pool party Jenna but there are gonna be a bunch of girls in bikinis and I didn't want you staring I didn't want you to be uncomfortable but yeah there was one good quote that I wanted to read he mentions how it's not completely the wife's fault because we're, it doesn't exist within a vacuum basically Quote, a show obsessed with capitalism is naturally primed to embrace some of its worst aspects, including ties to patriarchy and white supremacy, which I'm like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) That's what I endorse. (laughs) No, I'm here to see like crazy conservatives or Republicans and their lives because I would never have like a window into it. That's why I'm not mad at like Aaron being on the show. Yeah, and like that's why I really enjoy watching OC. Mm-hmm. Or it's because even... it's unabashedly like the majority of all those women on there are definitely probably vote Republican and outwardly Christian, and you don't get that with other franchises. Victims of the patriarchy too, where they're all just like performing for the mm-hmm. male gaze. It's insane. Yeah, like waste, like the yeah. mutilation and the body horror that goes on just to adhere to certain norms is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but one final th- thought from the article is he mentions that when you judge Jenna compared to women who have it all, quote unquote, that would be like a husband and kids. You're judging someone to a standard that Jenna would fall short of automatically. Mm -hmm. Despite her being the most successful woman on the cast. Exactly. They don't, they're saying that they don't understand the power behind jeans and a opened white shirt. Yeah. Like that, her intentionality behind everything she does in terms of her physical appearance are only enforcing her strength. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's not coming from a place of this like really 
heterocentric gaze of that when you don't submit to these standards, it's because you don't think you're worthy of it. They were Mm -hmm. outing themselves in their own misogyny, just saying that like women who don't participate in this rat race of the male gaze are doing it because they just don't think they would look good doing it. Or like they don't know how, or like it's naive and they they need their help or something in order, but it's like, and then it's an act of sisterhood to share in like the secret of being a feminine presenting person. That's what we like, Jenna. So do you have a sun, moon, and rising of the girls? It's difficult because at the same time, like, I don't, like, know them yet enough. I want to hear yours first. You go first. Okay. I put my son is Jenna because I'm the cool gay. (laughs) And then I'm a Bryn Moon because Mm -hmm. I'm, like, using humor to, like, deflect my deep feels. And then rising sigh because i want to be a star and uh i'm a leo rising so leo is very like obsessed with the camera and like performing and sigh is like the influencer of the group have you actually looked at their signs no no me either i have no idea i could do that like in the background right now is aaron a libra because she was like you better get to work bitch (laughs) to jessel (laughs) Oh my God, she could be. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Jenna, she's a Gemini. Gemini, Jenna. I I can see that for her. Yeah, she's complicated. She's got a straight straight side and a gay side. (laughs) (laughs) Who else do I want to look up? Do you know Bryn's last name? It's Whitfield. Okay. When are you born, Bryn? Oh, she has on Wikipedia. Let me see. Oh, Bryn is 36 years old. I thought she was way younger than that. I just wanted to see Bryn's birthday. I'm just curious. She's hard to place. Bryn could be a lot of signs. She could be a Scorpio, obviously. I was thinking Scorpio. Yeah. Um, Bryn, when are you born, Bryn? Tell me your birthday, Bryn. Bryn, when were you born? Oh, she was born on February 8th. Aquarius? Yeah. Interesting. Mm, Could explain some of her behaviors. Yeah. I have this theory where Bryn likes to weaponize other people's drama in order to like deflect from her own. That makes sense, honestly. Yeah. And Aquarius are kind of like the water carrier. So they like carry around other people's drama, but then like wait for the right time to like dump it. So they're Mm. like, oh, well, you think I'm bad. Remember the time that Sai said she didn't eat cheese? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we open the show with some more sob stories from Bryn. Yeah, the last episode ended as a to-be-continued, and it's like probably the only time in Housewives history where the to-be-continued wasn't drama-based, but it was because we just had more to learn about her horrible upbringing. And, you know, it's, it's awful what she experienced, but... It's almost like setting the tone for like this like revamp Roni where it's about humanizing these women a lot and to use that as like a to be continued like we're all hanging on to every word. I'm like, man, I don't know if we are like, you know what I mean? I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I came here to laugh, not to cry. There's always room for both. You could just see like Bryn was... She was convincing me, like, this is, like, such intense stuff. But Uh, do I want to, like, watch it? I don't know. 
I like how Bryn learned like her charm was like her survival skill, which is interesting. I thought Yeah, like that's actually like a good kind of thing to give her context. She is like a weird person. She's bizarre. Like that she's so Mae West and who else did you compare her to? What remember the other day you compared oh, her Mandy to Mandy Moore? Else? May yeah. Moore. No, no, no. Like uh, actually like personality wise. Mandy West. Oh, no, you didn't. I was just in my head comparing her to Kim Cattrall's character on Sex in the City. Oh, really? Well, because like, yeah, she's Samantha. Like, hi, ladies. Did you know handjobs are back in New yeah. York? That was a really good and... impression. <laughs> and like the charm is usually a product of trauma. Keeping, keeping yourself safe. No, not trauma necessarily. It could be. It's just like a charm is a safety thing. After Bryn reveals her sob story, RuPaul walks in and starts like slow clapping. <laughs> Hands her a TikTok. <laughs> and suddenly she's better now. <laughs> but yeah, I read, you know, Bretman Rock? Mm-hmm. I read his book. It's called like You're That Bitch or something like that. How to Be That <laughs> he Bitch. He wrote a book. <laughs> yeah. It was really it was good sweet. though. It came out recently. I read it right after um Elliot's Elliot's, yeah it was so much it was definitely like a palate cleanser which is nice and it was kind of like interesting to have the spectrum of like Andy Cohen is kind of like boomer and then like Gen Z or like millennial Elliot Page and then like Gen Z Bretman Rock like right yeah queer experience they are like really like actually generational yeah yeah like divides between those three authors so andy cohen is just kind of like bobbing along like not giving a fuck and like elliot is taking on all this trauma but i felt like bretman's was really like light and airy and like fun but we did like discuss some deep topics but it was like really inspiring to see like a generation just felt like really healing and like not super on like a sad note i felt it was nice to read that after Bitch. It was, yeah, someone who, like, learned charm in order to survive. He had a good, like, crazy life growing up in the Philippines. Mm. Okay, so I love size makeup during this dinner. Did you notice how good it was? No, I didn't. She looked just mm. beautiful in general. Like, I loved her look. Her dress was really cool. And, like, she was probably the best dressed at the dinner. Mm-hmm. Did you notice how bad Jessel's makeup was? <laughs> no, I don't even like Jessel's like just not competing with these women in terms of serving looks. And I think it's just because she is postpartum. Like she is tired. She is stretched really thin. <laughs> She's not stressed at all. <laughs> yeah, no, that dinner was... Yeah, I I barely was paying attention at a point because I'm someone who can access these dark subjects. It's just like whether I wanted to come from the vessel of Roni, I just I'm not like on the fence about. That's true. And I think that's something that it's like an ongoing topic from this series. It's like, do we want them to be woke or do we want them to be problematic? And if they're problematic, is that going to be a liability? And if they're too woke, is that going to be entertaining? Yeah, like that's it. Like that's the whole revamp in a nutshell. And Mm. we're going to see where this like season goes because like I am really on the fence about whether Mm. these women have lasting ability or not. Do you like the holidays? Are you a holiday girly? Yes. Mm. Are (laughs) you getting ready for Halloween? I want to be. Do you have like ideas of what you want to do this year for Halloween? Like what you want to dress as? Or... I just want to be cowboy Ken or something or like yeah, maybe the denim Ken. The denim Ken seems to be like more affordable because I don't want to get the cheap costume. That's easy. Yeah. yeah. You can get like a pair of jeans and a jean jacket mm-hmm. and like a blonde wig that 
yeah. looks like. No, I want to dye hair. my hair yellow, which would be fun. Your hair is so dark though. I don't know. Like I've tried the sprays before. Like I did it when I, uh, oh, no. years I'm ago when I. Going full dye, like bleaching it. You would. Oh, okay. Well then yeah. you should. Yeah. You would look good blonde. Like it's cute. Mm-hmm. But I like yellow blonde because I've never done that before. I remember when I dyed your hair blonde for the first time at RNS. I know. I feel like I got in trouble because it was like so orange and the dye like <laughs> yeah, wouldn't. Live. It was like clown. Mm-hmm. It was but, clown. Oh, yeah. But definitely be dressing up this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this Christmas, I dressed up as Bethany Claus. <laughs> I always think I have so many ideas for Halloween costumes because they, they just come to you like in the middle of the night or something. And then Megan. when it comes down to it, I get scared. I want, I'll want i maybe do Megan, but like another one that I want to do, maybe I've already told you this, is I want to be, okay, I, I can send you a picture because I don't think- you're The couple's know. costume? Kind of, yeah. It, it doesn't right. have to be. But I you want AJ it. to be some sort of inanimate object <laughs> that like <laughs> makes sense in the plot of the movie, but- because I want to go as Andy Kaufman. Do you know okay. who that is? He's no. like OG SNL. Oh, really? He, he's like, oh, yeah. One he's SNL. He was the one like doing all the coke and touching all the ladies, I feel. No, he wasn't. Well, he was no, definitely doing all the coke. No, he wasn't. Andy Kaufman? Andy Kaufman? No. Ooh. No, I think he, you're thinking of someone else. You're thinking of um... Andy Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, so Andy Kaufman, he would sometimes do stand up in disguise as this character named Tony Clifton. And I want AJ to be Tony Clifton and I go as Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah. I'm sure people will get that. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we recently watched like a, a month ago, we watched the Jim Carrey movie. That's a biopic of Andy Kaufman called Man on the Moon. Amazing movie. So I good. Highly mm-hmm. recommend yeah, that's what gave us the idea because, like, we just like fell in love with like Andy Kaufman through this movie. And, have, you seen, um, have you seen the Truman Show? Yeah, oh, I love the Truman Show. It's so it, it kind of fucks you up though. Like, it mm-hmm. it's hard to not let it like affect you after. I feel like it's my life when I was working a lot on set. I was like, "What is real? Mm. Who's filming me? No pictures." Um, <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of they had this costume contest for The Sound of Music. And someone dressed up as like a carburetor because it's like pivotal, pivotal in the plot where like the nuns steal like the Nazis carburetor so they can't like so the bond traps can escape. <laughs> and they, like, See, I love that. I love I like those kind of costumes where they come from such like an, an earnest <laughs> place and but you're objectively just like a carburetor for Halloween. Yeah, exactly. But I think they won the costume contest. because They should. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Is it okay to serve fish on Thanksgiving? no one brought this up so personally i love like i if that's a protein that's available i'm gonna want turkey or fish for sure i love or chicken i feel like you would do pork before fish though as like a thanksgiving Um, yeah because like fish is more christmas fish musk yeah fish mess it depends because fish really relies on it being in season or not Mm-hmm. And I just like don't think of like November, like uh, American Thanksgiving as being like a time that you, what's the saying, you know, with like, we do um, eat a lot of lobster around Christmas because we have a season then, but we don't eat it as like our meal. See, we never had like growing up. I've never had lobster growing up for like that period of time. It's always in the spring that you have lobster. There's two or, seasons. 
yeah, I think there are two seasons because I would always get lobster for my birthday. Yeah, and I'm in October. It, but in the states, it's 24 seasons. Have you or 24? <laughs> 24 hours, four seasons. But yeah, did you have you had a, a, your lobster fix this season? No, not at all. I haven't had any seafood yet this summer. Well, were you here in Vancouver? Except when I went to Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. Vancouver. Well, no, of- I I had I had a sushi. Which like there's no like shellfish I think in the menu. It was really just fish. We oh no, a, that's not true. I had uni. We have sushi in our sky trains now. It's going viral. What do you mean? Like you can get it from a vending machine at the sky train. <gasps> really? Yeah. Have you tried it? No, but it's all over TikTok. People trying it. It's like fourteen can you bucks. Try it and then tell me how it is. It looks normal. It's actually from like a rest- nice restaurant. They just keep it. I believe it. Yeah, fish. and they keep it refrigerated. It's fine. Yeah, and just chain swap it out every day. It's like. It ranges from like 14 to like 20 bucks or something. But I think one of them does have like roe and like fish eggs and stuff. Nice. Like you should try it. I, I'm so curious. I really do believe in the vending machine model that you can do something really interesting with food and make it really accessible to everyone. Yeah, I know. I wish we had that culture here. It'd be fun. But you need coins. I guess you could use tap. Yeah. Um, okay. I know. So cackling hags, I feel like definitely more of a British slang. Okay, right. They like forget that like Jessel's British like yeah. all the time. Cackling hags, okay, this comes up just so many times in this episode. I thought we had squashed the cackling mm-hmm. hags of it all. Like they really have not. Aaron is like, I wrote in my notes, this <laughs> theme of the episode really is like, remember the show like Everybody Hates Chris? This is everybody hates Jessel because like no one is vibing with her at all. Like she can do no right at this point. The only person who I think kind of comes to her defense is Sai. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to make fun of her, but she's being kind of like a narcissist. It's weird when she just doesn't seem to see how her comments are like affecting the room and then she'll like double down on her like joke instead of just apologizing and being like, Jenna, you fat old cackling hag. <laughs> it's like, what? We were just talking about cackling She did hag. insert the old when it wasn't yeah. there initially. And I'm like, oh no, like, <laughs> please stop. She's just digging her grave. Uh, it's probably a combination of Jessel's personality on top of like her Britishisms where like British people just like use descriptors to like say, you're not actually calling someone hag like taking the piss is like a form of endearment in the uk yes like you can say like some pretty outlandish stuff but because of a cultural understanding it's not literal you're not actually i'm not calling you a cackling hag because i think you are a witch (laughs) but i do think you're old (sighs) they're really like getting too pointy with jessel i don't like love it i think it's kind of weird She's obviously probably not driving with the task. I don't even know. Was she friends with anyone prior to filming? Because it, it no, appears as though she, she like maybe worked with Jenna a little bit in like the same circles, but that's about it. I believe that because like, well, we find out like at the end of the episode that Jessel is actually really connected. I know. We'll get into that. But I love Bryn asked Jessel. She's like, so when's the last time you came? Like where you turned the dinner table? <laughs> Like her man was like, when was the last time you came? Jessel just like turns into the chicken lady and explodes. <laughs> I did make a note. I just have a memory of it is them being so 
not gracious to like the complexity of like why Jessel doesn't have sex like post babies and stuff like that. They, no. they really just see it as like a joke. And it's like, no, there's probably a lot of really actual deep seated stuff informing why she has not broke the seal yet. And like, there was like one moment where I was like, oh, that's gross. It's like Sai being like, I open my legs. That's what I was going to say is like, they're going to literally make Jessel open up her legs so they could like inspect her hymen at the dinner table and be like, when's the last, is there semen in there? Let me see. It's like the disregard they have for like a woman's reality. So would you rather her have sex when it's not coming from a place of wanting to have it, but like a responsibility to her marriage or something? Exactly. Like, and it's like maybe Jessel's in a marriage where inauthentic sex is considered so negative that you don't have inauthentic mm. sex that you just wait it out until it becomes authentic Jess was like i have a white couch at home what don't you understand <laughs> the couch is white <sighs> it's yeah not, it's like what's not clicking Jess was like oh my kids are gonna hear me have sex and so i was like my kids live on a different floor i live in a brownstone like she had to like throw that in there yeah the women are really getting caught up into the comparison of it all like that is like an act of sisterhood is just to like make another woman feel bad that she's like failing her family for not wanting to mm-hmm. fuck her husband. I do think that Aaron has it out for Jessel because it seemed like every time that there mm-hmm. was something negatively said about Jessel, Aaron would like jump on it. It was weird. No, Aaron does not like Jessel. And I think it's obviously probably stems from like that haphazard Hamptons trip where Jessel was not like a nice house guest. She just wasn't. I know. Like, I don't think Jessel took responsibility for that ever. And that's definitely where it's coming from. When we watched the episodes initially, it didn't seem that intense. But like when they show the clips back to like her just like relentlessly complaining about things going wrong and being uncomfortable and all that stuff. Aaron is in the right to feel like this was directed at her. Aaron was a shitty host, but that's another issue. Yeah, no, she she wasn't a fabulous host. Aaron obviously is not someone who wants to. Mm-hmm. reflect on that because like you didn't have heat in the place like why not she's like trying to save on electricity like what the fuck yeah um, or just act as so it's like the weirdest request from your host or from your guest i mean to be like um the heat's off it's november in the hamptons in new york state can we have some heat and she was like on her ipad be like she was like getting mad they were going on like a grocery run she was like give me your passports <laughs> <laughs> Like, literally, like, holding them hostage. Brynn is like, hand jobs are so hot right now. But yeah, I was, like, literally with Mae West in that moment. And then Uba's like, anything with a job, I don't want it. And then, like, all the girls turn into a bunch of cackling hags. Can you imagine working the chef in the kitchen while these girls are like, anything with a job, I don't want it. Labor's so ugly. Yeah, I know. And then you have to like serve these ladies. It's such a slap in the face. You can redact this if it doesn't work, but there was a suicide prevention disclaimer after the meal and i was like because what brand yeah i know but it was like so far at the beginning that i forgot like I'm like what was the freaking suicide prevention like jessel like saying <laughs> that she was gonna kill herself like... <laughs> with like the american horror story song, like in the background because jessel like found a knife um that jessel was in the like so, the like... room with knives yeah because <laughs> you had to watch jessel <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I wrote Uba drinking Canada Dry with a pickle is so Becky coated. 
yes, I thought the same thing. I was like, mm, giving mm. me ideas. Exactly. Me like, being, I was like, oh. You, like spit out the pickle that you're chewing on. An entire pickle. <laughs> <laughs> you're giving it an old fashioned. And traps are back, Peter. She's pickling. Um, <laughs> okay. What we have to talk about the crux of this entire episode is that Jessica called Tribeca up and coming. Yeah. <laughs> See, I I actually don't know anything about like New York neighborhood mm-hmm. to to the degree in which like I know like the price range of like when you compare Tribeca to another one that really obviously triggered. Mm-hmm. But like uh, nowhere in the so nowhere badly. in nowhere in Manhattan is up and coming. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like. Maybe like Harlem, the Bronx? like Har- I not, don't know. That's not in Manhattan, though. Harlem, maybe like a couple decades ago, but it's like fully developed now. Yeah, it's just crazy. And there's nowhere that's yeah, like the fact that she said it at all. Like either she's just so doesn't consider what she's saying, or that she was trying to make a dig at Aaron because I think mm-hmm. Aaron lives in Tribeca. I think it was a dig. Yeah, I think it was a dig too. That was my takeaway, and that's why Aaron just like shut her down like Aaron could not receive anything more going past that and that's how they started the conversation you know before they even got into the nitty-gritty of why they had conflict in the first place Aaron as this multimillionaire living in Tribeca in this up-and-coming neighborhood also that is a testament to Aaron her neighborhood being referred to as up-and-coming is the most offensive thing to her oh yeah because it's about status and wealth yeah Um, exactly and that like she's probably super poor phobic Jessel yeah I just feel like she's kind of a narcissist and doesn't realize how she's coming off it's very hard for Aaron to control or like target Mm, her because she's just like a moving target all the time and doesn't is so aloof that it's like I can't even bully her it's hard to feel loyalty to Jessel because Jessel can just like criticize you out of nowhere for something like that. If you actually have a friendship with someone and you're loyal to them, you will hold your tongue if you have something to complain about. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Jenna is the true influencer of the group? I guess we do have a moment where Sai. Yes, of course. I am not convinced about Sai's power of it as an influencer. There was that whole segment that I thought was cool, like with Sai um, and her staff unboxing, I guess, these gifts she gets from like designers. I respect that Sai pays her employees, gives them fucking health insurance and stuff. She's doing everything right. And I think it's probably informed by Sai's background that she knows like what it means to be in a vulnerable position, to be in service of other people. But it came off but, as like very like trying to justify this as a, a job like the entire time. It's like, see, look, it's well, an actual she ha- job and I actually have employees. Like that's what it's. Like, but you- she's the first influencer housewife, legit though. She's starting off as an influencer. Like a lot of housewives have become influencer adjacent. This is like her bread and butter. I guess that makes sense. They're at the coffee shop with Cy, Bryn, and oh, yeah. Aaron eventually arrives, I think. And yeah. Bryn makes this comment they're like talking about Jessel and Bryn's like I love how you only need to refer to her by her pronoun we know who we're talking about <laughs> like who taught her the word pronoun <laughs> yeah you like just learned the word pronoun does she know the word context like at this point <laughs> like, they're literally like oh what did Jessel say well she said oh, pronoun from now on we should just refer to Jessel as her she her hers yeah like 
the antagonist or whatever on Powerpuff Girls. American Horror Story <laughs> season her her she American Horror Story she her so Aaron yeah so she's walking on eggshells with Jessel all the time and I think that is true it's like what I was trying to describe yeah everyone on this show is like a first time on TV kind of person that like Aaron did not expect to receive criticism for her being like the hostess of the girls trip you know Mm. that she thought it was just going to go over amazing because like she has this like house in the hamptons and that like in her mind is objectively gorgeous and has no complaints against it then jessel was just like no this sucks (laughs) (laughs) you don't feed us we're not by the water we're just like off the highway somewhere yeah i put I would hate to be married to Jessel, but I also think her husband is really into her. Yeah, it's hard to actually, like, say whether he's into her or that they're in, like, this really dangerous zone in a relationship where he is seeking her approval because it's so hard to get. Or they're just, like, held hostage by circumstance. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, commitment to resolving whatever kind of, like, weirdness has arised postpartum. Whatever kind of stains on that couch... <laughs> that oxyclean cannot fix like mary cosby walks in somebody farted <laughs> she jessel kind of could be the mary cosby of this franchise but she's not respected so that's what makes it bad you know what i mean well she's that not delulu either <laughs> she's not delulu compared to mary cosby with her like giant clown chairs <laughs> Her Alice in Wonderland, like, furniture. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, everything on a scale of, like, 100 to 1, where, like, you have to, like, climb a ladder to get into the chair. I feel like Mary Cosby would have a house where you have to climb a ladder (laughs) to get into. Mary Mary Cosby needs to, like, direct the next Beetlejuice. (laughs) (laughs) She is Beetlejuice. (laughs) Mary Cosby, Mary Mary Cosby, Cosby, Mary Mary Cosby. Uh, she would give you like a you know like in the Beatles just like the book for the newly dead because <laughs> he just like has that a pdf on her phone at all times walking in a pinstripe suit <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're at Jessel's party yeah which I thought was gonna be like a total nothing burger party and it actually seemed nice they start off by showing you the designer that she's showcasing and the bags were amazing yeah, they look like good quality and the prices they were, were like, reasonable. They were gorgeous. I, I, I want them. I forgot to take a note of the designer's name, but like that's the kind of purse I'm looking for is something a little architecture, a little like, I don't know, just really su- subdued mm-hmm. and um, like a quality, like a quality leather. Yeah. Yeah. You can, tell. you can smell the leather from here. Yeah. Cause like we've seen like this kind of thing happen on like Housewives franchises in the past where they, have like these charity events at their homes where they showcase a designer and it's like the most insane hideous shit ever like costume jewelry or costume jewelry usually i feel like there was one that was like really shitty on slc on like some rooftop recently and i think beverly hills has done this not like recently but like in the past i feel like beverly hills is very that because they're always like trying to launch some sort of shitty product with their husband's money but (laughs) what was it going to say okay before 
the party gets started, we learn that Jenna isn't there because she is decorating her tree with her family. And that, like, obviously that comes up as, like, a point of contention. I think especially when Bryn finds out, that's, like, why Jenna wasn't attending. And Bryn comparing her conflict with Aaron in episode one, being like, oh, well, if I had done this, it would have been, like, you know, hand jobs (laughs) left and right. But, like, (laughs) Jenna's because Jenna's doing it, it's like, okay. It's like, so when I go to Steamworks and have sex with a bunch of gay men, it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but when Jenna hangs- Exactly. Jenna has but a when Jenna decorates a tree with her child, it's everyone- like, everyone's okay with it. <laughs> but I did like Jenna's tree. I like that when they go for like a fun, kid-friendly tree and it's not like a bunch of white lights that like the mom uh, yeah i was gonna ask you like what your thoughts were on like the decor of the tree because i'm someone who has never experimented with like the colored lights i like colored lights but i want them to be matching there was like, a string of like blinkies in the middle and i was like get those out of here jenna jenna mm-hmm. um she like puts all of her kids in like matching like vinyl onesies <laughs> Yeah, they're all wearing, like, mechanic outfits. They're called, like, coveralls, I guess. Yeah. I kind of want some now, though. After seeing <laughs> like, everyone looked good. Yeah. I used to have a pair, and I felt very re-re when I wore it. Mm. So the babies run out and start causing havoc at Jessel's potty. <laughs> yeah, they really do. They're like, ah! They're terrible. Everyone starts, like, tripping over them, and... <laughs> Who gave them a lighter? Bryn, obviously, was, like, encouraging it. Yeah, Bryn was just like, here, get this knife to your mother. (laughs) One thing that bothered me about the party, which obviously for a show you need good lighting, but the overhead lighting was extreme at Jessel's house. Exactly. I feel like Jessel, like, is someone who does not, like, based on like what we know about her interior design because we've only seen her living room she is someone who does not get like ambiance yeah that's true like like my house is always a showcase and like we're in the mall at all times yeah exactly like uh, it, it was showroom completely and i get you're obviously showcasing these bags that are meant to be purchased but her house is probably always like that where it's like the most insane fluorescent lighting it was fluorescent lighting <laughs> yeah like i look better at work than i looked in like it's like this, my like environment retinas are burning as soon as i walk into the party so yeah the lighting was completely off but maybe like production tells them to do that too. yeah but they I have like i think of new jersey there's tons of times it's dark but they're maybe at a restaurant or something but what i was gonna say aaron like shows up to the party and she's like i wasn't gonna come because my baby wasn't feeling well and jessel's like I'm so sorry to hear that. And like has the biggest <laughs> smile on her face. I'm like, you fucking psychopath. Are you like trying to okay. get one over because her baby's sick? What? I forgot that this happened at the very beginning of the episode where like Aaron was at her grandmother's funeral prior to Bryn's giving. And uh, Jess was like, well, I, di- I-, I didn't know that. But like, I- I'm sorry. How was it? Was it fun? Or <laughs> whatever she said. And Aaron was like... Uh, it was fine. So yeah, Erin probably has a lot of reasons to think Jessel's insane. Like, yeah, I think she just comes off be... the wrong way. Well, yeah, like if someone asks you how the funeral was, 
Like, she's like, oh, what what did you wear? Did you have fun? Like, were there any snacks? Like, did you look yeah. hot? Were you fed? Because in the Hamptons, I was <laughs> yeah. like, was the heating on? I guess you wouldn't need the heating because she's dead. As a, if she's a corpse, and she dead, but. <laughs> but you know, I felt like I was a corpse when I was at your house. Yeah. Speaking of corpses, it was so cold <laughs> at your house. <laughs> okay. Well, that's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, we'll be discussing episode six of The Real Housewives of New York. Bad apples. Bye, Becky. Bye, Bree. Bye, Bree. Bye, Bree. Shrimp Cocktail Podcast is created, produced, and edited by Becky P. and Peter B. Find us on social media at Shrimp Cocktail Podcast and on Twitter at Shrimp Podcast. Special thanks go out to Cover Art by Catherine at Ken Pat and theme song by AJ at Grief.Turkey. Please catfish us at shrimpcocktailpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. If you love Shrimp Cocktail, be sure to follow us on Patreon for exclusive episodes and more. Bye!